Welcome to the Interviews Podcast. Welcome, Interisti, to episode 24 of the Interviews Podcast. We are here for the post game of Napoli Inter. Was it match day 36? which finished 3-1 to the hosts, uh, goals from Angisa in the 67th. Lukaku tied it up in the 82nd. Uh, a career-defining goal from Di Lorenzo. Career-defining. Career from uh, Di Lorenzo in the 85th. And then Gianluca Gaetano finishes it off in the 90th minute. Um, as always, I am your one half of your co-hosting duo, Alessandro Rafa, joined here by Johnny Paterno. Johnny... This is our 12th loss in the league. Um, how are you feeling after today's massively influential game on the title, the standings, you know, everything? I mean, I thought we still had a, a shot at the title until this game, to be honest. I mean, it's it's very disappointing to, to see the boys come out flat like that and, and to just gift the title to, to Napoli. You know, Napoli played like they had everything to gain here and that they really wanted to win the Scudetto this time and uh, it's a shame it's a shame that our boys just didn't come out and, and really have any desire any focus um they they allowed Napoli to dictate the game and, and just stick it to us you know it's 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 embarrassing um I, I almost feel like we should just cancel the last two games because it's it's truly a shame that this is the effort that we're going to put in right and, and now that I got that out of my system uh I mean dude I don't I I, I Honestly, I was expecting a draw at best, really. Seeing the lineup, knowing that our focus is on the Coppa Italia, knowing that, that Inzaghi is really going to rotate heavily, um, and knowing that you know we, we have two trophies that we could potentially win. I, I was like, you know what? If they're going to play their best 11, which clearly Napoli did, um, if we get a draw out of it, I'll be happy. Uh, you know, We saw what came with starting Gagliardini. We don't... We, uh, we're we all tired of him. Everybody is. Like, there's no reason to really talk about that incident and, and what happened. You could see how reckless he was, how careless he was. Um, it is what it is with him. And again, he's suspended for the next game, so that's good for us. You know, We don't have to worry about him being rotated in. Um, and uh, we'll just we, we move forward, man. Like it, it, it is what it is with this one. Yeah, I, I really don't care. Um you know, it's like Inter is is the club of my heart, and every single game means something to me. But for you know some reason, I guess here's the reason. Here's the reason. Coming down the stretch of this important stretch, I think the mentality was you need to win every game. Um, given where we were in the standings, given how our season was going, there was a feeling of of you have to win every game. But the reality is that we have done enough. Or we have done so much in this last, you know, month, month and a half to put ourselves in a position where this game didn't need to be must win um, and didn't need to be something that, uh, you know, we needed to put all our eggs in the basket of, of beating uh, Napoli away from home. The The reality is, is that once Inter steps onto the field and fields the 11 that we did, that's the point where you don't care anymore. Because they're telling you they don't care, right? If they cared to win this game, if this game was, you know, absolutely critical, 
we would not have seen a starting 11 that included Gagliardini. Um, the kids, you know, finally getting minutes, D'Ambrosio in the back. You know, the one the one thing that tells you that they cared a little bit, slightly, was that they gave Onana this game because if it was Handanovic, you know, they would have had to to deal with... Well, he's, that's because he's playing in the Copa Final. That's the only reason why they gave it to Onana. So... so you know, Inter didn't didn't show up to this game as if they really cared. And and to be frank, um, I you know I rode along with uh, with that sentiment. Um, the fact of the matter is, is that when you look at the schedule, no team has ever had to play as much as we have had to play uh, in these last you know these last several months, um, playing every every three days, every four days, whatever it's been. Um, and this was the game that they decided to take their foot off the gas and I'm fine with it. Honestly, like I'm fine with it. I know that, um, Napoli fans are celebrating like they just won the champions league, but in reality, you know, like we didn't, we didn't show up like we wanted to win the game. So it is what it is. And you saw that in the way that it played out. Like I had tweeted, there was such a lack of intensity. It felt like a, an exhibition. It felt like a, a training ground um, exercise. Like for me, this was probably the most unwatchable Inter game this year. Um, I don't know if I'd go that far, but like, yeah, just... Just seeing how Napoli fans are reacting and celebrating and talking about how, oh, we know we played this game against the the finals of the finalists of the Champions League. Look how we beat them, buddy. You beat the team, our B team. Like let's let's calm down with the acting like you just beat Inter at its at full strength. It, it's infuriating. I mean, it, it, honestly, the funny thing to me though is that once Scaliardini was off, it felt like we played better with ten men, and I felt like yeah. we had, uh, you know. He, the guy literally is an anchor just dragging you down if he's on the pitch. He's completely useless. I cannot wait for him to be done. And, and realistically, though, with, with the punishment that's going to be coming down to Juve, with um, you know Milan being, being where they are, if we just win one of our last two games, top four is guaranteed. Right. All we got to do is win one of the two, whether it's Torino, whether it's Atalanta. And Atalanta, even if they win, they're not really – they don't have a shot at top four. I mean, they have a shot to, to secure European football. So, all right, hats off to them, I guess. But I'm, I'm really, I'm calm. You know, do I, do I love that we lost? Absolutely not. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say, like, yeah, I'm okay with it. Like, no. But, like, I'm, it, it wasn't, like you said, a must win. So, there, I'm not really too, too stressed about it. I'm not too upset. Um, it, it, you know, it's just – it's another thing that, you know, we got to see Lukaku play very well a full 90 i'm happy with that i feel like that now we're seeing i i wonder and i could be wrong but i wonder if inzaghi is almost testing him to be ready for the final maybe he starts i i don't know i i don't know what the game plan is going to be i'll definitely be interested to see what what goes you know what what leads up to that and and where what rumors kind of come out in regards to starting 11 but listen all we got to do is just win one of our two we're in top four or just win the whole thing outright. We're in Champions League. So, yeah. And we all want that, you know, to, to be the case. So we look forward to Wednesday. Hopefully the boys can come out, you know, and uh, and do something uh, incredible. I don't remember the last time. I don't think we won the Coppa Italia in 2009. So it wouldn't have been back to back. I don't remember the last time we, we did go or win two Coppa Italias in a row. But 
it was definitely during the Montreal Mourinho years. I think there was a, a, a back-to-back time there. But listen, we were uh, we're moving in the right direction. Um, and let's let's just finish strong. Finish strong. Come across that that finish line. Hopefully, put some more cheddar in our pockets, and then that way, you know, we don't have to see a, an exodus of players, and we could bring in you know, hopefully some reinforcements. Yeah. And I also, the other thing about the rotation is that as we get, you don't want to be doing too much rotation to your squad and sort of upsetting the balance to the squad um, really close to a pivotal cup game, like the champions league final, right? It's like, you know, you want the players to be in form. So of those three matches in the league that we had left, if you were going to rotate, it made the most sense to do it today um Mm -hmm. so that you have the players playing at their peak going into the champions league final and because of this loss you're sort of in a situation where you need them to be playing well um towards the end of the year with games against atlanta and torino the other thing as well is that um the way that the schedule works uh however they decided to do this they gave inter very short rest in between the Coppa italia final and and atalanta yeah that's bullshit too yeah yeah very strange situation if you guys want to learn more about it um you can head over to nima's twitter he's been talking a lot about it and it's just ridiculous but you know either way because there is such a short layoff after the final um that that's why you know the rotation was necessary today the only again like i said i don't care too much particularly about this loss it's obviously like at the end of the year when you look at 12 losses it's it's a bit of an eyesore but you know individually taking this game into account doesn't really matter much the thing that in the back of my mind i'm just prepared to hear the criticisms is is if you don't win the Coppa Italia on Wednesday, where then now you're looking at a situation where it's been two games in a row that you've lost after all that momentum and positive feelings around the club, losing the final on Wednesday, there's no question about it. Like it it would put a damper, however you feel about the Coppa Italia in terms of its significance, it would put a damper on all of the good work that we've done so far. In no way does it take away you know, my excitement for the Champions League final, but, you know, I'm not going to lie. I, I, I want to win on Wednesday. Like, I badly want to win on Wednesday. It's it's uh, guaranteed uh, a real trophy if you're not counting the Supercoppa. It's guaranteeing a real trophy this year. So, um, yeah, Wednesday for me is, it's a it's a big game. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely big. I'm, I'm uh, I think the only way I see us truly losing that is if, you know, Handanovic has a, a typical Handanovic uh, performance, which I, I, I ideally won't want to see. Um, but we know he's going to be the guy playing. You know, Nima keeps talking about how, oh, you know, you're respecting your captain. It's his last season here. I don't care about respect, to be honest. I don't care about, you know, on the, it, it, he's been a good soldier. He's, he's, he was a world-class goalkeeper for, for many years for us, especially during the banter era. That's not forgotten on me. But you're past your prime. You're past your best. Like no offense. Like people are talking about him. Some uh, and, and very few. I shouldn't say like a, a lot, as if it's a lot of people. But it's almost like they're they're trying to put him in like the the upper echelon of of players, as if he's like Zanetti. Zanetti was still. I, I feel like he still could have played two more years after he decided to retire. I mean, it, I think it was just the injury that that kept him from continuing that. But um, 
listen, that's that's the only guy that, that worries me. We're gonna we're gonna see a Chedby Bastoni Darmian for that game. We're gonna see Dumfries and and I don't know. I mean, DiMarco had a, a bit of a stinker today, but I don't know. It's because he didn't care. I don't know if he was checked out mentally. What it is, what it is. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if because of what what happened with the Curva Sud that he you know was a little worried uh, about something. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe his mind was elsewhere. But it wasn't his best performance. But we're going to have our strongest 11 starting that game, playing that game. Uh, you know, I think Italiano is obviously going to want to win that trophy because they have a chance of winning the Coppa Italia and a European trophy. So as long as we come out and play, the, even the play the way we did when we lost to them one nothing, I think we can win that game. Be only because we, we, we truly outplayed them. We just didn't score. We didn't finish. And, you know, Lukaku missed a few sitters, but... I don't know. I'm I'm calm. I'm calm in this. I'm I'm, you know. I know I said we were gonna win the rest of every game the rest of the year, and I was somewhat confident about that too. But look, I mean, you could tell early Galliardini was reckless, and I was surprised he didn't get the red card sooner. Um, yeah, uh, he likely should have. Yeah, yeah, he likely should have. The ref kind of. Because he gave him a red card early, he was like, all right, I can't give him too quick right away. So he literally gave him two more fouls before he gave him the red. The guy's a, the guy's a, the weakest link. We all know that. We all know he's our worst player. Um, so it happened. And we move. And I'm just uh, I'm looking forward to to what comes on, on Wednesday. And, and hopefully we come out motivated. I think I think Izagi's got him on the right track, to be honest. I, I know I've been super critical of him. We both have, you know, and even people on, on Twitter have been critical of him. But the guys uh, seems to have them motivated. And you know what? I will say, even though we lost and it was the B team, the guys never look like they quit. Yeah, down a man. They kept fighting. They kept pushing. All even the young guys. Belanova had a nice run in, where he he. It was literally just him and Lukaku. I wish he would have given a better cross. I mean, it did somehow still end up to an interplayer. I just I think if he would have got that ball to Lukaku, who knows? Maybe maybe we go one one there, and then you know Lukaku scored the second one, and it's two one. But it is what it is, man. I I liked the fight and the drive, and these guys look like they all have a purpose and uh, that they're playing for and. That gives me hope. You know, if, if they played flat and they look like they didn't care and they just let Napoli run all over them, then I'd be, you know, there'd be a little cause for concern. But yeah, and the performance itself, like it, it definitely lacked intensity, but you have to you have to take context into account um, for how the game is being played. Right. You know, it's not the the game didn't really have much in terms of um, impact on on either team season. And you also can't. It's difficult to assess performance um, after Gallardini gets the red card, but like you said, they you know they didn't quit, right? They they were compact. It could have been a route. You're playing against a team that you know I'm I'm not. This isn't coming out of my mouth, but it's coming out of it's seemingly everyone's mouth that they're this absolute juggernaut. And the game was one one in the 82nd minute, right? Down a man playing with our bench pieces, like you said, right? So I think that goes to your point of like, they, they hung in there. They did what they could. There was a lot of uselessness on the field, right? Like D'Ambrosio is not um, uh, a player that is going to give a lot of contributions toward winning a game. Obviously, Gariadini, the same thing. Correa, you know, same, same issue, right? You're not really getting much from these players. So the fact that they did hang in there, um, I guess you can hang your hat on that. 
Uh, Lukaku did look dangerous, uh, but he also, his performance was a product of the players on the field around him. There were several opportunities where he could have been supplied with better balls, and that doesn't come off from him. So the players that we really need to be good, they they didn't put in a performance that worries you today. Um, do you want do you want to quickly comment on this uh, this question that I got over over Twitter regarding the Gagliardini sending off? Do you blame more? I'll give my opinion after you, but do you blame more Gagliardini or Inzaghi? for him being on the pitch in that moment to commit the foul that gets him the red card? Uh, I blame Gagliardini 100%. I do not blame Inzaghi at all. Um, we all, like I said, we said it, I don't know, a couple episodes ago that this is the rotation. I, I respect Inzaghi at this point and what he, what he wants to do. Um, he has to keep them fresh given the amount of competitions we're still competing in and, and, it's it's Gagliardini's fault. You already know you're on a yellow card. There's no reason to be going in with those challenges at all. And like we said, he should have gotten a yellow sooner, a second yellow. So it's like, who? How are you not not paying attention to the situation and just at that point let anybody run by you, or let anybody run through you, or around you, whatever it is. Don't even bother leaving your feet. If they want to give you a soft card for like you, you know, jostling with someone else or or putting your shoulder into you know shoulder to shoulder and they whatever, that's that's different. I would rather you get a yellow for that, for for you know, probably possibly a clean thing, whatever it is, than you being reckless and dumb given the circumstances. We were not being, you know, dominated, we were not out of the game by any means, and you go and do that to, to Angisa. That far from the, the 18, like he had to be at least 10, 15 yards away from the 18 when you committed that foul. So what are you doing? You're an idiot. You do not belong to on this team. You should not be allowed to wear these colors. The fact that three managers have allowed you to play in key moments, whether it's Spalletti, which I, 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 I was guilty when he first arrived. I thought Gagliardini was going to be a good player. He looked like a promising player, but you got Spalletti to play you. Conte played you in the Europa League final over Christian Eriksen, wild. And then now you're getting key moments or key minutes, I guess you could say, really under Inzaghi. I don't know. It's because this is this is what we have. In you know, I don't know why we loaned out Stefano Sensi. That's that, I'm still trying to figure that out because I know they're different different you know attributes and different styles of play. But I feel like you you know what you can get from Sensi. There are moments of brilliance. There is that that timely goal, key pass, whatever you want to call it. You'll never see that from Gagliardini, it's like, I, I just don't get why he's there, but I, I don't blame Inzaghi. This is you. This is the team you have at your disposal. What is he going to do? Pull up a, a Primavera kid? I, I know I've called for that in the past, and that's mostly because of Casade, who's no longer with us, but... There, there, he's still alive. He's still else. alive, guys. He's still alive. He's not with we the team anymore. No, we have, yeah, he's no longer with us. Rest <laughs> of the uh, we no longer have, we don't have, you know, anyone... Anyone else who could play, unfortunately. I mean, do I wish Aslan? Well, Aslan did start, so it's not like he could have played somebody up. But it is what it is, man. You know, Mickey's hurt. Who knows what happens if Mickey isn't hurt? Maybe you risk playing Brozovic in this one. I don't know. It is what it is. Um, but, I, like, yeah, sorry. I, I went on forever, but, no. yeah, I don't blame Inzaghi. No, I, I agree with you. And I think, you know, as a player... You're on the pitch, you know, as a veteran player that doesn't play very often, it's sort of a know your role situation, right? So as a veteran player, you have to understand that you're there to just 
I get essentially you're spelling, you know, minutes for another player to, you know, to get some rest, right? So your, your job on the field is just to be consistent um, and to not make any mistakes, right? So once you receive that yellow card, your job now becomes stay on the field until the 45th minute because you are absolutely getting hauled off at halftime. All you need to do is make sure that, you know, you don't get sent off. That's it. And it was just, you know, I tweeted out, it's one of the lowest footballing IQ performances I've ever seen. You have to understand that you're being overly aggressive and you've already received a card. Like, know know the context, know the situation. Um, And you can't fault Inzaghi there because, you know, he, he didn't have to burn... Uh, a substitution early on if uh, you know he's got a veteran player on the field that should should know better so that's 110 percent on Gallardini um, a- another point about the game that I I don't want to set you off Johnny I don't want to set you off but I just really quickly maybe not really quickly I want to comment on the coverage of today's game because I, oh, no. I I know we've been I just oh. I just have to get this off my chest. I just have to get this off my chest. So I understand that your job is to sell the game that people are are watching, right? You have to make it feel meaningful. But I thought that it was a little bit over the top. And my main problem, it's not so much saying something like, you know, career-defining goal from uh, from Di Lorenzo. It's, that, that is what it is. I... I'm really annoyed that they're letting Bonetti sort of comment these matches that Inter takes takes place it takes a part in because he is a Milan fan and it it does come across on the broadcast like the the Napoli goals when you're listening to it it sounds like it's the greatest thing on earth like one of the best footballing performances you've ever ever heard and then he was like legitimately mad when Lukaku scored that goal he was like Juan de Jesus like what are you doing it's just like it's so weird and it's been emblematic of the coverage from Paramount all year especially when Inter's playing you had mentioned after the post game like Grella saying um you know that something about this one hurts for Inter it just it really doesn't and it's just kind of annoying and i'm kind of over it so i I hope that i'm not gonna set you off johnny but i just i just need to get that off my chest dude it's it's so obvious the bias from these guys it's not even hidden you know the things that andres cordero was saying during the broadcast you know obviously bonetti ironically enough he tweeted at back at me i didn't even tag him on the tweet but he tweeted at me um about it Say. And, I, and all I all I did was send him back a gif, and I was just like, I'm just saying. What is what did he say? <laughs> nah, that he does, you know, that he's done the same thing for Inter goals over his ten year career. Which, to be fair, I've listened to him a lot since he was at BN Sport, and he was he was a lot less biased though at BN Sport at ESPN than he is at Paramount. I don't know why. I don't know if it's because he's got these guys with him. I I, I don't know. He wasn't like this in the past. I actually used to really really like Bonetti, and for a while I couldn't even tell he was a Milan fan. So I, I don't know what happened or what changed, um, but it's just it's just insane, man, what these guys are doing. And, you know, Grella, I don't know how the guy played professionally and his his input is just beyond dumb. I mean, I remember last season that it always sticks out with me. We had 
Ivan Perisic playing arguably Serie A MVP level play out as a left wing back for us. And he was screaming for him to be benched for Robin Gosens. Yeah. Why? I'll never know. He never gave a clear reason. I mean, thank goodness Bonetti was the only person at that time to be the voice of reason because he said, how do you bench a guy who's playing with the form that, that Perisic has for a guy who's just coming back from injury? Yeah, thank you. Thank you because I was wondering the same exact thing. But this coverage is so biased. It's so just juvenile. You know, you got three guys who are – and honestly, I, 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 I can't even say anything because I know if I was on there, I would clearly be – I would try to be objective, of course. but I know I would be. I would have some bias towards Inter, of course. I would try to be objective, but like it almost feels like nobody tries to be objective, like nobody at all. I I tweeted like, listen, the De Lorenzo goal was beautiful. It was. I mean, nobody's saving that. It was a perfectly placed shot. Yeah, career def- career defining goal. No, you you got a twenty point lead for the for the Scudetto title. Your career your career defining moment is winning the Scudetto for Napoli, being the captain. The captain. Yeah. Like, congratulations. Like, that's huge for the city. 33 years it's been. Congratulations. Yeah. But they're, but you're acting as if that goal is what sealed the title. Like, and then you got IFTV and Mike, you know, uh, Marco Messina talking about this might be the greatest Italian team ever. No. They're not even, they're not even getting three trophies. They got knocked out by Cremonese in the Coppa Italia. Yeah. They got knocked out by Milan, arguably the worst Milan team we've seen ever. I'm sorry, since I've been a Serie A fan, the this is the worst Milan team I've ever seen. Worst and the worst defense of their defense. Type, right? Yeah. Like, like it's so... And you couldn't even beat them. So how is this the best Italian team ever? I'm not trying to, like, defend, like uh, take shots at Napoli. That's not my intention here. But it's like the coverage we're getting from Paramount and these guys who are associated with it is just such such a joke, man. And I, I like, I wanted... This was my dream. You can get Alessandro Del Piero. He speaks English. He knows Serie A. He's already he's, on the Paramount Plus coverage for the Champions League. You can get Cristian Vieri. The guy knows Serie A, and, he, and he's he's working with BN Sports. I don't know why you don't try to poach him. That would have been huge. I, I know Giuseppe Rossi started with, with Paramount, and then he went to to, to play Serie A B for, for Spal. Okay, but you know he would have been cool. He's got the American influence. Um, you know, you, there, there are people you could have gotten. You know, Jurgen Klinsmann. Could have, you could have had him. He's played in Serie A, played for Inter. I mean, I wouldn't want Alexi Lalas, even though he played for Body. But if you if you got, I, I don't know. I don't know if I would have wanted wanted that over what I'm getting from Grella. I, it, it, to me, it's tough. They're both equally awful. But yeah. there there were other options available to make this a more reputable um, platform, a more reputable production. You know, I just don't get how you go with these guys who. None of them have ever played in Serie A. The only one who's ever played anything professionally peaked at MLS for the New York Red Bulls, and even then wasn't anything special. I mean, for crying out loud, I played against them in high school. You know, like uh, it's not like Mike Crello was doing anything spectacular even then. So uh, it's just it, it is what it is, man. Like I, I just wish that they would do more to bring a better product to fans in the states. You know, if there was any way I can get Sky Sports or or, or something else to to watch Serie A, you know, I wouldn't watch the Zone because it's it's terrible. I mean, especially how Italians complain about it, I would never want to do anything with them. But my goodness, man, we we deserve so much more. And you're not going to grow the game when you have this type of insight because I I've heard casual fans even be turned off from what the way they talk and the, and the things that they say and the and the cheesiness of it all. So yeah. if you're trying to gain or grow the product. 
you have to put a better product out there. NBC Sports did an amazing job getting the people that they got. Whether you like them or not, they they they're knowledgeable. They don't talk like completed. And we listen. I'm not a big EPL fan. I know a lot of Serie A fans. It's almost like a rivalry between the two leagues. But you could have gotten better better people to 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 bring it up. And like, look, I mean, I love listening to Tim Howard. I mean, the guy the guy brings in like pretty good insight. I, he was a fantastic goalkeeper in the league. Like. There's just so much more we could have done, and, and it's a shame. It's just a shame. Yeah, it's um, it, it just definitely sometimes gives off like the talking heads feel. Like you feel like it's almost like a Stephen A. Smith or a Skip Bayless situation where you're just saying shit just for the sake of of saying shit. And I also don't think that there's anything wrong with calling it how it is. Like you could say during the broadcast that you know Inter did decide to feel did decide to field a weakened squad today. Um, and just call it what it is. You know, Napoli put their best 11 on the field. There also were rumors that Cavada and Osimhen weren't going to play in today's game uh, earlier in the week because of injuries. <laughs> and then next thing you know, yeah. um, they started it. Like, even Spalletti in the tunnel before the game, like, when Inter arrived, he was like, oh, you finalisti, finalisti. Like, all right. I guess it mattered a lot more to you guys than um, than it did to us. So congratulations, uh, the my one thing that bothers me about not winning this game is the fact that we could have been the team that Napoli didn't beat in Serie A. They beat every other team. Um, again, just like a bragging rights thing, but not a big deal. Uh, and also, not again. This none of this is meant to be disrespectful towards Napoli. Like you guys won the title, but that's exactly it. Like you won the title. This game. Um, it shouldn't have meant what it meant to, what it meant to you, or at least it looked like it meant to you, or at least what the commentators said that it meant. So, all in all, um, I think that's all for the game. Unless you have any comments on any performances, I think the only thing that I would say is that Lukaku looked like he's continuing to play sharp. Uh, and then also you mentioned Belanova, um, and I know you and Victor have, have sort of gone back on back and forth on Twitter. Victor's maybe not the biggest fan of him, but um he did he did again we said this a lot like he showed qualities that other inter players don't possess in terms of the pace and willingness to get forward on the field it wasn't like uh an occurrence that happened over and over again but there just were flashes of it um that again think think we should redeem the kid find a way to redeem the kid uh it's not going to be too expensive yeah, and what does Victor know? You know, he, he doesn't know it. He just, he just, he makes some good memes. That's about it. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I get why some people aren't his biggest fans. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not sitting here thinking that he's going to be, you know, the second coming of uh, Michael or anything. You know, I'm not like Nima throwing out those kinds of uh, nicknames. But yeah, I, I mean, there's, there's just some promise there. So yeah. All right. So pretty short episode. Uh, do you want to maybe tease uh, some big news that we have coming up to our listeners um, that should be happening fairly shortly for the podcast? I know we've only been with you guys for 24 episodes, but um, there are some things in the works. Do you want to do you want to give a little little tease to our our listeners? I mean, I mean, we kind of teased the other one with uh, with who could be coming on, but we're going to have a big, big uh Champions League final preview show with not one, not two, but three guests. Mm. So yeah, stay tuned. Um that's probably gonna come at the end of the month, maybe. 
Um, we're trying to figure out when we get all make sure that, that everyone's available. And, and obviously, you know, somebody's a little superstitious and wants to be, you know, certain that top four is secure, but it is what it is. Well, well, uh, I'm looking forward to that. Obviously, I know, you know, we, we, um, we just appreciate you guys being along for the ride. Those of you who do like us and the, some of the, the, the people who I've interacted with on, on Twitter who doesn't like us. But they still continue to listen. I appreciate you guys as well. I mean, I don't know. I'm not the type of guy to listen to podcasts of people I don't like. But, hey, more power to us, man, if you want to just keep giving us an extra listen. <clears throat> um, it is what it is. But, yeah, for those of you who, who've been here since the beginning and, and supporting us and, and retweeting and quote tweeting and all that stuff, man, I, I can't thank you enough for, for all that. And I'm looking forward to hopefully continue to do this you know, for, for many more seasons to come and you know we've also you know alessandra and i have been talking about some things that we could do in the summer to to keep it going and keep you guys engaged and and if you have any ideas for for potential even you know topics you want us to maybe cover in the summer special things um you know we're also going to try to like you know be aware of any breaking news or anything that comes out that's big that we can definitely you know hop on quick and even if it's like a quick 20 30 minute episode where we just talk about whatever it is um yeah we want to be able to do that for you guys and and um that's it, man. Yeah. Yep. We're going to be diversifying the content a little bit. Um, and this is, you know, this is a fan podcast. So it's it's a different perspective than what you might get from um, some other podcasts, right? We're not journalists or anything like that. We're fans of this team. Um, but we try to break it down as uh, as well as we can for you guys. And, of course, the, the support is always appreciated. So stay tuned. Um Tough loss today, but we will bounce back and we'll see you Wednesday for the Coppa Italia final against Fiorentina. More to come. In the words of the great Roberto Scarpini, Forza ragazzi, Forza ragazzi, Forza ragazzi.